3: Welcome to Is This Real Life? A Bravo podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of reality TV to our own lives. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, real lifers. Hope everyone's doing all right. Well, the time has come. The Real Housewives of New Jersey are back. The premiere is Wednesday, February 17th, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think that this season is going to be the best season that premieres in all of 2021. going to go ahead and say it. I think it is just going to totally take the cake. And I am so excited for it. They released the first 30 seconds, um, which involve a fight between... Jackie and Teresa and they're sitting down and it appears that Teresa is you know talking to Jackie about some rumors about her husband cheating on her and Jackie wants her to take it back and Teresa says well when there's where there's smoke there's fire and it looks like it's happening at Margaret's house I don't know exactly what's going on and then at some point I guess Jackie mentions one of Teresa's daughters and I'm assuming it's Gia because she's the oldest and she's an adult and I can't see Jackie going after any of the younger girls and Teresa just loses her mind and if you watch the unedited version (laughs) she calls Jackie a see you next Tuesday about 20 times during that like you know 30 second clip so (laughs) it's definitely going to be an interesting season Um, those of you who've listened to me before know that I am a big Jackie fan so I'm a little nervous I have a feeling she might be getting a little bit of a villain edit and I really don't want to see that for her but I'm just going to wait it out. I'm going to see how she does. I am so, so, so excited. Of course, The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City had their first reunion episode this past week. I thought it was great. I thought everyone brought it, including Mary, who finally found her way out of the closet. (laughs) She actually was so much more with it and on top of everything um, and clear-headed than what I kind of expected her to be. So that was a pleasant surprise. I honestly love the cast of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and I don't want to see any major changes. I want all of them to come back, and if anything, like maybe bring a couple friends of, but I don't know if we even need any new Housewives. And I know that there's like all this tension between Lisa and Heather and Whitney, and you know I love me some Heather, but I want to normalize kind of taking a step back and liking both of them, even though they can't stand each other. I think Lisa Barlow um, is pretty fantastic for the show. I can't get over how much she loves herself. I think it's a lesson that all of us need to take. And so I'm you know gonna remind myself every day, you know, maybe I don't need to read any more books on how to love myself if I just take some lessons from Lisa Barlow. And of course, we had Summer House this week. And I just think Summer House is such a fresh and fun show. I absolutely love it. I think this season doing it Big Brother style is amazing and I am really liking Carl this year. I appreciate his, you know, he's kind of toying around with sobriety, trying to make sure he doesn't actually get drunk and black out anymore. I love his love for his mom, and it was so sweet this week to see all of them watch her wedding on Zoom. I'm so glad that she found love. And it was just so charming to see all of the cast of Summer House get together and celebrate Kyle's more adult Birthday this year they couldn't have a big crazy party and so instead they turned the house into a restaurant and everyone played a role whether it was server or sommelier or manager or cook and I don't know I thought it was really sweet I feel like Kyle in a way is is growing up. Um, who's not growing up is Luke. And, you know, as someone from Minnesota, I never thought I would hear the word Minnesota that many times on Bravo. <laughs> but alas, it seems like Luke's move is just to invite people to northern Minnesota, who he likes, and kind of charm them with his woodsy lifestyle. I don't know. I feel like Luke is just being not a great guy. He knows that Hannah likes him and he basically acted as if they were in a relationship while telling her they weren't in a relationship. And I've definitely been in that situation. Um you know, when I was in my earlier 20s where, you know, it's like, okay, we're not dating, but you act like you are. It's really confusing and kind of messed up. Um at the same time, Hannah should also know better, right? Like if he's not saying that they're together, then He doesn't think they're together, and so you have to kind of assume, especially based on his history, that he's talking to other girls. Now, Sierra does not want to, she doesn't seem like she's interested in any of this, so I predict that she pulls away from Luke and actually hooks up with Carl, and we'll see how that goes, but that's just my prediction for now. One final thing to note before we get to this week's guests is that I have finally started Married to Medicine season one, and I absolutely love it. I don't know what took me so long. I mean, I think I do. I. Knew that some of the doctors who are on the show are OBGYNs and I knew fertility was going to be a topic that was discussed. And since I'm going through my own infertility situation, I just didn't want to watch the show because I thought it would be too triggering. Um, but it's been great. I love it. And it, I can't wait to catch up and actually be able to watch this current season, although it may take me a while. As for my own fertility journey, um, some of you who saw on Instagram this week, I did my third egg retrieval. So I did three different rounds of egg freezing, and I'm going to try for two more. So it's not been going great. <laughs> but I guess I knew from the beginning that it was a bit of a long shot. So Thanks for everyone's encouragement. I, I really appreciate it. Now, this week, I've got Kaya and Aaron from Bravo While Black, where we chat all things Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion, and we get a little bit into Dallas. I really appreciated hearing their views on everything, and we talked a little bit about, you know, Jen Shaw's comments and you know that were racial in nature and that some people took as racist and it was just interesting to get their thoughts on it I really really appreciated them um, having a really honest and open conversation so I know you guys are going to love it Um, be sure to follow them on Instagram and subscribe to their podcast it's at bravo while black without further ado here is my chat with Kaya and Aaron Hi, everyone. I'm here with Kaya and Aaron from Bravo While Black. We are here to discuss this week in Housewives and kind of how they became content creators. And how are you guys doing this week?
2: We're amazing. Bless. Yeah. <laughs> as, as good as it can be.
3: Exactly. You know, you're blessed to be in South Florida because it has been a very cold week in the rest of the country.
0: I, I heard there was blizzards, you know, I've never personally seen snow, like, ever, like, once. Not what? Even once.
3: Oh, my yeah. God. It's not as great as people make it out to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it looks so fluffy and nice. I think that I would like the idea of snow better than actual snow, especially when you're snowed in. Like, I'm one of those people, when it gets 60 degrees, I'm like, yeah, let me get out my
3: coat, honey. I mean, like- Is it
2: possible to just have enough snow to build a snowman?
3: Right. And that's it. But then you want it to melt and go back to the way it was before. That's the problem. When you get, when you live in a place that has enough snow to build a snowman, the snow stays and it gets dirty and it turns uh... into ice and it's not fun. Yeah. I I I grew up in Minnesota.
0: Where are you now?
3: I live in Washington, D.C
0: oh
3: right in the thick of it
0: like right
3: oh you know it (laughs) everything oh god but growing up in minnesota there are people in you know minneapolis that always every year um (laughs) it's so stupid but they put these pants in their front yard and because it's so frozen the pants stand up and it looks like it like an invisible person is wearing them like, you can't see the person, but the pants are completely filled out, right? And they just stand up. And they have, like, multiple pairs of pants in the snow, just standing.
0: <laughs> that's my sense of humor, though. Like, that's my kind of comedy. I would
2: like to, I would probably wear the pants myself.
3: i go outside and, like, karate of pants. Well, they turn into almost ice. They harden.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, so maybe I wouldn't wear the pants. <laughs>
3: Um, well, as we get started, I just wanted to hear a bit about, like, your journey to become content creators with Bravo. I mean, not with Bravo, but, like, Bravo content creators. Aaron, you well, can tell the story, and then I'll tell like,
0: the <laughs> Bravo part of it. Like, the everything that you've been doing with Bravo.
2: Yes. I, I love this story. We actually met in high school, um, in our web design class, and we were best friends ever since. Um... Over the summer, you know, during uh, the start of COVID, um, we pretty much were like, hey, you know, we're always talking about Housewives, we're always talking about Bravo shows, so why not make a podcast about it and talk more shit? (laughs) <laughs> um, can I say that? Is, is this the place you can to talk say this?
3: as much shit as you want?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, we decided we wanted to make a podcast, especially with all that was going on. And um, we wanted to bring the black perspective of these Bravo shows like Vanderpump Rules, you know, Housewives of Beverly Hills, um, Housewives of Atlanta. That's actually how we started. That's one of our favorite franchises. So, you know, we just kind of did a rough draft episode and then we took off from there.
0: I love yeah and uh, we we like there there would be a bunch of fan pages for Atlanta and Potomac then there would be like fan pages for Beverly Hills and you know um New York, but we watch like all of well, not all of the shows because we haven't been able to do below deck yet because it's just so intimidating. There's too many, but we watch Atlanta, but we also watch Vierna Pump Rules. And we're like, let's just bring the black perspective to the forefront of you know all of these fan pages. And it's it's kind of hard because at first people didn't really know how to receive us because it's just so on your face. It's like bravo while black, but we definitely we want to talk to everyone and include everyone, but we want to bring black voices and people of color to like the forefront because we're also watching these same shows.
3: Totally. How do you think Bravo has done over the last year or so in amplifying black voices, including those of content creators?
0: I think that they've done, An amazing job, actually. I know that people would say that they can do more, and of course, they can always do more, especially where they're at. And the biggest thing that they need to do is follow that Kelly girl over there in OC. So that's like the you know, well, ideally. But other than that, I would say implementing these changes. By bringing people of color to a cast, each cast basically, is amazing. And now they're recognizing the content creators uh, that actually make the shows important. And, you know, at first we thought that it was just going to be a little bit of, oh, let's just put on a special, have Portia on, on Watch What Happens Live, and then move on with our lives but you know they did the instagram live they did the watch what happens live they did the amplifier voices and then we're like okay let's see what they do they continue to make changes to the cast over the last year and now it's black history month so you know some people are just expecting just a post or something but no they're actually recognizing us and they took the time to have um you of the casts of certain shows, shout out these black fan pages, and they didn't try to put it, you know, um, just fan pages in general. They're specifically saying no; these are black content creators. They're putting us at the forefront, and they actually, you know, are actually trying to uh, not just notice us, but with all the criticism that goes around from there's a lot of you know conservative people that follow. Bravo! They get a lot of hate comments because even when they were celebrating Black History Month, they had a bunch of hate comments, but they see that they have these hate comments, but they know they need to continue to do better. So in addition to celebrating Black History Month, in addition to shouting out the content creators, they have also um, did an Instagram Live, an amplifier, Voices Instagram Live with Cynthia Contessa, Ebony K. Williams that joined Real Housewives of New York. They're continuing on with the promises that they made at NBC universal in addition to you know donating money and making these changes so Obviously, there's always room to work around and more to do, but what they've done so far is more than what I honestly expected. And that's a pleasant surprise for us, especially because we put so much time putting these podcasts together, making these memes, promoting the shows. You know, the shows don't move without people like you and people like uh, Steven and Monty and um, Raven and all of these people. They're the ones, the tastemakers of Bravo to tell you what shows to watch and what shows not to watch. So for them to actually, like, shout the Black people out during Black History Month and continue to do that is such an amazing thing to see, especially when they get, you know, hate for it.
3: Yeah. No, I I mean, what do you think, Aaron? I think the same
2: thing. I think they're doing a great job. And and I honestly was very surprised to even see that we were shouted out along with Mani. It was like, and by Dr. Heavenly, too, which is like, (laughs) we love Married to Medicine. So that was incredible. On top of that, Dr. Heavenly is from Miami, uh, South Florida. You know, we're from the same area. So it was like a full circle moment. Um, And now they have the Bravo chat room, which is like all kinds of different perspectives. Um, And I, I love it. I think they're doing an amazing
0: job.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've been really impressed. I can't remember the name of the special that they did. It was in August. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It was about? like
0: the second amplifier voices. thing. Yes. Well, well, no, that was the one about voting that they did in November.
3: And this was the first one. It was the like first
0: one was amplifier voices. And I watched um,
3: that with my stepmom, um, who you know grew up in rural Iowa, and. You know, didn't have a whole lot of experience with black people or people that were different from her. And, you know, it's just kind of new to this whole like black lives matter. And it's confusing, right? To someone who just kind of grew up in a, you know, bit of a bubble. And so we watched it together and she's like, wow, I didn't realize, you know, like when, um, who was it? I think it was Giselle was just talking about how her girls called her white because she's a lighter skinned black woman. And just the, colorism issue within the black community was something she didn't know and the personal stories that everyone shared um, especially with the married to medicine doctors and like how they're, you know people speak about their patients when they think there's not a black person around was you know she was like oh my god so I thought it was a really cool opportunity for us for like to share something I love which is Bravo and to talk about an issue that I think matters you know yeah like
0: that's that was definitely, I guess, the, the point of it, like, yeah. <laughs> not only, you know, to have these people who are used to just Bravo programming, you know, Bravo took the opportunity to step out of, you know, entertaining reality and go mm-hmm. into real reality, which is something that they don't do. Like, they don't do it. It, Like, the world moves. Tragedies happen. But Bravo always just stayed Bravo. They're not a channel that actually, you know, interrupts programming to talk about things of the world. But this was just so important that they had to, um, you know, put that together. And I think that they did an amazing job of that. And, you know, they also had Bronwyn, who was more than willing to learn and go through that journey and just get be honest and be uncomfortable mm-hmm. so you know making people uncomfortable <laughs> was the purpose and <laughs> i think it opened up the the conversation it, me and aaron were talking about it like it's just good to i from both sides
3: yeah i i just think that the fact that they're encouraging conversation is awesome you know i'm looking at not to compare Bravo, but, you know, ABC and The Bachelor franchise and what they're dealing with right now with um, some racism and racist situations that a former contestant was involved in. And um, then having Chris Harrison go on, um, I forgot what show, extra. and Extra, and, you know, kind of talk down to Rachel Lindsay. It was just really, it's <laughs> just poorly, a mess. It's, it's shitty, and so I see how you know Bravo's not perfect, but I see that they're trying, and it just seems like night and day.
2: And it's it's also really good to see that Bravo Le- Bravo celebrities are, are like go through this because I think sometimes just watching these shows, we don't really think about you know if if they go through this kind of stuff because we're so. We want to see them having fun. We want to see them, you know, going to parties and doing all this kinds of stuff, all these kinds of stuff. But it's it was it's really good to see.
3: Definitely. Well, shall we get into this week in Housewives? Of course. (laughs) Let's dive into the Salt Lake City Reunion Part One. I'm so excited to get your guys thoughts. First off, the fashion. What (laughs) what who were your top dressed? Lisa is definitely my top i don't know it's simple but
0: she overdid it with the spray tan her hand was completely brown okay lisa was almost my color and i was like hold on girl but she looked amazing i feel like she's the one who doesn't have like the botox and fillers and all that stuff like her style is very like simple and all season i think lisa's coded in the fashion game meredith of course had her moments and at the reunion she looked good but she looked very uncomfortable (laughs) like (laughs) she looked she looked better than she did during the season mary looked better during than she did during the season. It was more simple. It was toned down. It was a bronze piece, um, but she looked uncomfortable, and Meredith looked uncomfortable also, um, even though she looked good. So I feel like the one who, you know, killed it with the fashion and was able to, like, breathe was definitely Lisa.
2: Yeah, she she did look the most comfortable out of all of them. I'd say my favorite look, though, um, if they stand still, is Meredith. <laughs>
0: yeah she was smashed like pushed up and everything she looked great
3: they all looked pretty good i really liked mary's dress and her makeup and i didn't when i first saw the pictures i was like oh it's okay but when i saw her makeup up close in hd and like the eyeshadow colors that she had it was gorgeous (laughs)
0: that's that's so crazy it's just like with Potomac um when they took their first cat the cast photo at the reunion it was like ew what is this but then on video it was it translated very well and I feel like with Salt Lake City they didn't look too bad like like I thought Potomac was gonna look but um when it was on video they also looked better they were definitely serving and as far as the reunion itself i think that mary came alive like she oh, had yeah. and she didn't she didn't realize that she was serving like she didn't realize <laughs> she was really having these <laughs> iconic moments she was just being herself and it's just so intriguing the person that had like the least amount of like real camera time the least amount of you know um Of anything really is the one that we Want more from everyone just Wants more Mary and it's just so Such a guilty pleasure I Feel because it's like this is a lady that literally Married her grandfather But yeah I can't get Enough of her uh,
2: Not only that but she's been in the closet For 75% of the show So to see her like come Out and even Jen's facial expressions When they were going back And forth you could tell like Mary was hitting Some spots and Jen was like okay <laughs> i'm trying not to flip my shit right now because andy's right here but like you're testing me
3: oh i feel like jen definitely had to take some sort of benzodiazepine to be able to get through that she was so she was, chill
0: yeah, yeah it was scary <laughs> like i'm like what's gonna happen she like what is she gonna she's freak like the fuck out?
3: i feel like the one thread collectively through this first um you know, episode of the reunion was the jealousy that some of the women have for how Heather has been um, kind of taken in by fans. Fans love Heather, right? They also seem to like Mary a lot. And I think Lisa and Jen thought they would be fan favorites. And so I see them being kind of annoyed at the reception that heather's getting you know right out the gate andy mentions that rihanna Rihanna. dm'd heather and you they like pan in on lisa's face (laughs) it's like oh honey like you know let heather have her day
0: Yeah, everyone loves um, Heather. I I feel like I'm more of a a Lisa fan, like if I had to choose between the two, but I feel like Heather is just more relatable when it comes to, like in real life, you can see yourself like hanging out Mm -hmm. with her. But Lisa, as she was presented on the show, was presented as a mean girl at first. And then after she was, uh, after the mean girl portion was kind of like, brushed over it was like straight into business mode but in real life lisa is like she's really nice
3: <laughs> i think and they're I think, all great
2: yeah and i think heather is a great friend like that's that's really why I, I like to her and i can like i like her and i can relate to her because i think she goes out her way for her friends even when they like do her wrong you know because she's put in a lot of shit that she doesn't necessarily want to be in
3: now, I think Heather is the one, you know, I relate to the most, right? Like, we've all been uncomfortable at times in group settings, or there's been someone who's, like, not been very receptive to us, and we feel unsure, and then what she's dealing with with her ex-husband and trying to find her own way, and I don't know. I feel like anyone could relate to her story, right, of being someone who's not entirely sure of themselves.
0: I love her character arc. Like, we're seeing her come into her own and that's Mm -hmm. like amazing but it's also kind of um she's a good friend but i wonder sometimes if she enables you know the behavior because people can only treat you the way that you allow and if someone is literally wrong and flipping the fuck out and you wait too long which is the situation that happened with jen it's like she waited too long to stand up for herself, I feel. And that's why Jen kind of felt entitled Mm -hmm. that Heather should be like on her side with everything because Heather didn't set those boundaries early on.
3: Yeah, no, um, I, I agree. I just think Jen strikes me as someone who is a nice person, is a kind person, but is a narcissist, and therefore has, you know, many downsides. That she kind of is blind to due to her narcissism. And one of them is how she treats other people and how she acts when it's like a narcissistic rage. When someone like pokes at her version of the truth, she just loses it and lashes out. And I think that her family kind of has a enabled this because it seems like this is almost the first time that people are calling out this behavior and saying no this isn't how you communicate you know you can't just scream at people and yell and even hit someone and then expect the next day to like for everyone to get over it and it's oh just jen being jen yeah i think that
0: jen was wrong for the way she acted wholeheartedly but then it's also like i'm also um just realizing what she said that she was going through all this like had she not opened up about her what she was going through personally then i would be like this lady is batshit crazy literally stop but um she opened (laughs) up about going through all that grief number one and number two it's just her mental health right so it's like when you're dealing with someone who's up and down like that it's very clear like even when they went to vegas it was like the night before she was just up in arms ready to go, and then the next morning she's just charming, nice woman, so it's, like, I'm considering that, like, um, that goes into play, because I know that people with, who struggle with mental health, they have a lot of ups and downs, and that's exactly what I see in Jen.
2: I agree. I, I see the same thing, because there are moments where she's so friendly and, and nice, like, even during the reunion, she's so composed, and, <laughs> You know, just a few episodes ago, she was flipping her shit and, like, breaking <laughs> glasses and doing all this shit. So, you know, I th- and, and it just goes to show you, too, that mental health is very important. And I'm just so happy that we can see an example of it. Because this, this is, you know, stuff that goes on uh, with everyday people.
0: Yeah, Definitely. and she even opened up as, like, a woman of color. Like, people of color really have a hard time talking about mental health Mm -hmm. so for her to bring that to that platform and it's like okay now I understand how like why you are the way you are it doesn't make you right and it doesn't make me you know not make you atone for how you act but it's I have that in consideration
3: totally I just think you know it's an it explains it it doesn't excuse it Right, so it exactly. explains her yep. behavior, and exactly. so I hope that she takes time to actually apologize for it, and because everyone now can see the pain she was going through. But I think you know Heather in particular really deserves an apology.
0: Oh, absolutely! Oh my yeah. God, she deserved an apology since
3: the <laughs> <Before, laughs> season before.
0: Yeah, like when they were filming. Like when when she. <laughs> Walked her out of the the club and she's like, "Yes, listen, you have a lot of emotions." And she was just like, you know, consoling her. She like, She she needed an apology that day.
2: And I I do understand how Heather feels like maybe that apology that she gave her on the reunion wasn't enough because uh, Heather, you know, she's she's good friends with Jen. So she knows when Jen is passionate about something. And I think she was looking for a more passionate response. So hopefully, you know, if Jen, you know, is on season two, we get to see that because I believe Jen's capable of doing
0: it. I I believe she will. I do yeah too. and also like you know sometimes she needs a redemption season sometimes people yes. just need a redemption season totally. like season 2 we want to see I don't know I'm going to ask you what do you want to see in season 2 but like in season 2 like, we want to see more of Mary we want to see <laughs> Jen have that you know redemption we want to see Heather get her groove back and go on more dates because I'm living for her you know finding a man and all that Um, we want to see less of Brooks we want to see um more of <laughs> <laughs> Meredith and Seth's, you know, cute relationship and just building that relationship back together, you know, that marriage and everything. But I definitely want to know who that dude was that she was dating because that was so interesting that even Lisa didn't know that her friend was
1: dating a guy Excuse
3: me? <laughs> yeah i I commented on that a few weeks ago where I feel like. Just the impression I get from watching the show, and I don't know these people, obviously, is that Lisa and Meredith, while close, talk about surface-level things. And when it comes to things that really matter, I think um, they both hold things in. Maybe they only share with their partner. Maybe they don't share with all their close friends. You know, I, I don't know. But it's just I would be upset if I had a friend not tell me, something really major that was going on in their life. Because, you know, I not to make it about me, but, like, I would think, you know, if I was Lisa, like, do you think you couldn't open up to me? Am I someone that you don't trust? Like, I would keep your secret. I wouldn't share it, you know? So... additionally it's like you have me
0: out here defending you and i don't know all the tea like excuse me yeah you at least need to tell me because even if i want to lie for you bitch i need to know what the fuck's going on right definitely (laughs) and i
2: i also think that it's it's she was you know looking on on her her end of it i think that It's it's kind of you don't want to really talk about it because maybe she didn't want it to get out to her husband. Because I think once you start telling they're they're on the show at the end of the day, you know, you don't know who's going to pick up on footage or who's going to say something to somebody. You know, the camera might run. The cameraman might run back and tell one of the other ladies and then your shit's all out there. So it's like this is obviously something that she didn't want anybody to know and that she wanted to keep under wraps.
3: Definitely. I think, you know these women always go into these shows thinking that there are certain things they can keep private. And they learn throughout the course of doing it that there is nothing that is sacred and nothing that won't be brought up. Now, it felt to me a little bit, (laughs) just hear me out, that Jen was sort of digging on shit from everyone to use as leverage for moving stories along. I think she is, you know... She knows the art of housewives. And she wanted to, I, I know that she behaves this way and kind of has outbursts. That's kind of who she is. But I think she also knows that she's creating drama for a storyline. And it's interesting to me that she was called out by different people throughout the season. And then at the reunion where Meredith said, you know, she took a video of me smoking without my knowledge or consent. Like to use later. And I just found that Fascinating.
2: I mean, Jane yeah. said she didn't do it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we so, didn't see it, Charles. So so I can, can only go by any, what I saw. You know,
2: I, we don't have any proof.
3: Now I'm assuming she was smoking pot, not a cigarette. Because why else would? Why would anyone care? Mm. That's
0: what I'm confused about. Also, it's like, is it is it weed or is it just a cigarette? But either yeah. either of those is not a big deal. But then also, I'm like, oh we're in utah we're mormon yeah. that's a scandal if you are toking on the smoking so i think that it's <laughs> definitely weed
3: for and sure some
0: people were pointing out that there were scenes that meredith appeared that she was high totally And i'm like what like I didn't realize any of this, and so I'm like, that I want to go back through this. That's why she it. wanted to disengage. <laughs> Thank you. I was just about to say, maybe yeah. that's why she was disengaging because she's
2: like, not I'm not, I'm not high. I'm not. I'm too high for this.
3: So funny. I have to know your guys's thoughts though on the Meredith versus Jen of it all. So like Meredith v Jen, especially as it relates to Brooks. Now my take on it. It's twofold. I feel like Brooks put himself out there. He did confessionals. Therefore, he got paid for this. And so whatever reception he gets, he gets, right? At the same time, I also understand that if you're a parent, you don't want another cast member, you know, shitting on your kid. (laughs) So I can kind of see both. What do you guys think?
0: I think that Brooke is a man and he should be referred to as a man because he's 20 when he was filming he's 21 now he decided that he wanted to be a friend of or whatever his position may be so if you are filming confessionals you are commenting on grown women business you are including yourself in storyline therefore you mm-hmm. will be talked about and also what you what he picked with that whole saw my vagina situation i didn't i didn't I didn't know that he saw her vagina, but if he did, then I guess I would believe him. But it's like, um, why are you making such a big deal of this? So (laughs) it's just like, I feel, I know that I would be mad if someone was talking about my child. But at the same time, I put my child in the position to, you know, advertise his Gucci track suits or whatever he wants to call those. So he's going to have to deal with the reception Of what he's doing in the storylines and in real life, so it's fair game.
2: Because I don't think that um, you know Meredith obviously wanted her son seeing Jen's vagina, but I think you know that comes with (laughs) what's. (laughs) Yeah, I think that just comes with you know the the territory you're filming. And this is a grown ass woman show about grown women doing grown women stuff, and you know they sometimes they get drunk, sometimes they get a little wild. Um, we've seen Titty several times on multiple Housewife franchises, so this is just one of those moments where it's like, hey, maybe you didn't want to see that, but close your eyes and turn around. It's like, or get stop filming.
3: I was under the impression that that wasn't the main thing that made him uncomfortable, like. I thought it was when she was doing those high kicks, she was mentioning grinder, And so I thought she was like talking to him, like trying to talk to him like, yeah, I know what the gays are up to. Like, let's chat about your grinder profile and things that maybe he just didn't want to talk about in front of his mother or he didn't want to talk about with his mother's friend that I feel like, you know, I could see him being uncomfortable with that. So that was what I assumed it was about. I didn't think the vagina thing should you know bother but that's what, that like
0: he mentioned though so right. i'm just going by what he said on yeah. the show if they're like that that is a good point because i definitely would not want to talk about like tinder in front of my mom right so um i understand that but then i would also <laughs> yeah. realize that listen if i want to sell these suits then i'm gonna have to start some shit and, you know and what? that's exactly what he did because those suits sure as fuck sold out and you know what? Go. Go ahead. But don't think that you're exempt from it because you are, uh, you know, an offspring. You're a grown man and you decided that you wanted to be on the show. So be on the show.
3: Yeah. I don't think he'll be on the show much season two because I don't think he got the best reception.
2: Yeah. And maybe he just doesn't want to talk about that grinder account. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't blame him, though. Because like, that can get yeah. kind of wild and crazy.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we finally find out what Jen does for business, which I still don't understand. Something about, like, ad algorithms. But I didn't realize she was, like, a businesswoman, you know?
0: I didn't either until, <laughs> like... And jen is just so she's so good at just you want to know about her you don't give a fuck what she does at all you just want to know about the person so i didn't even care i was just like okay so they live in a chas chalet her husband's a coach but keep talking like i just wanted her to keep talking because they're so obsessed with her and serving looks and all that stuff um you know even when she was wrong it was just entertaining to see but i can be like yo she was wrong period but as far as like what she does i get what it is she's technically a cookie lady not like cookie lady on real housewives of atlanta but you know when you go (laughs) on the internet and you search something and you accept for the next in the next (laughs) few days the same thing that you search for is literally all your ads and i'm like if that's what she does That is, like what Lisa said, a very lucrative business because that's, like, the fucking feds. Like, it's insane what they do. Like, I'll talk about something, and then an ad for it comes up. So if she's in that business, that woman is making bank.
2: Oh, no wonder she knows so much. Right? (laughs) (laughs) She's probably tapping in. She's She's probably, like,
0: on everyone's Alexa.
3: It is so interesting, though, that she is so expressive right but andy points out you know you seem so expressive and sharif seems like such a kind man yet when he's around you don't seem to be able to explain to him or tell him what you're really feeling and i watched that kind of throughout the season like if this man is your you know soulmate if he's someone that you've been with for 25 years like why is it so hard for you to open up to him like what's going on in that marriage dynamic that we're missing
0: yeah and why is she just having the conversation with him about her dad passing away and she was mm. heard about that like that was shocking and and also to hear that he left for four a days. Few days and like she's blaming people for him leaving so
3: here's uh, which, my theory you know, So, I don't think they actually live at the Shaw, shall I think it's been established that they rented it for filming. So, maybe he went back to their actual house. (laughs) That's what I'm wondering. You know? I mean,
2: uh, she says that they have... um... Plenty of times where they're they're apart for long periods of yeah. time and they're on FaceTime. And I think that's the dis- that's a part of the disconnect too because mm-hmm. if you're not physically seeing your significant other on a daily basis, it's easy to lose touch, you know, and it's easy to kind of maybe Just like hold back. And yeah, and be like, "Okay, you know, maybe I don't want to address that." Maybe, you know, Right. You know, but I it sounded like
3: she did address it when it happened because When her dad died, he wasn't at the hospital. And I think that was her initial anger. Wasn't just him not being at the funeral, but not being with her in the hospital when she had to make life and death decisions. And so she said on the reunion that she like threw all his clothes out and like, you know, like freaked out at him then. And so wouldn't you think that he would know she was upset? Um. Well, I think
0: he probably, (laughs) I mean, let's... I, I don't know I don't, I don't understand this dynamic. You're bringing No, yeah, you're bringing up really good points, but then also i have just with my experience with straight men in general they are <laughs> You have to like They're tell a them. They're dense, yeah. You have to tell them like I what's you- up. So no. it's just like especially if she already did all that, he probably thought that she got it all out. Like okay, she fucking threw all my clothes away. You know, I'm sorry whatever But it really wasn't over with her. So
3: yeah.
0: maybe it's just him.
2: That's what men in general, because it's like, um, I tend to overanalyze things myself. But like, there are certain moments where I might do something that rubs someone the wrong way and I don't really see it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm also the type of person, I feel like if we address it and we talk about it that one time, um, I'm not going to really bring it up again. I'm going to let it go and we're going to move forward. And there have been plenty of times like that where you get into these big arguments and then like the next day you're good again. And that other person might hold on to that. So it's totally. like, that's probably what's going on with them.
3: Yeah. It's just interesting. Cause I felt that Sharif seems like someone who as a coach and like the kind of person he is that is really intuitive and like seems to have a grasp on how people are feeling. It's just interesting to me that he didn't see this in his wife.
0: Especially how he reacted, because when she broke down and told him, he was very receptive. And then on top of that, he, um, you know, made time for the salsa dancing and everything. So it seemed like, I don't know. I don't know, but I guess we'll find out season two, because they're definitely coming back for season two. I'm so so
3: excited. I just think it's such a great cast. I love them.
0: Oh my god, yes I just want them all, every single one To come back And I really am praying for Whitney's dad Because, you know yeah. She said that she hasn't really Talked to him She doesn't know where he is So that really sucks Because I thought that that was such an amazing like Conversation for them to bring forward Just like the mental health thing um, Addiction It was like we were dealing with so many like Marriage, addiction, mental health problems we're dealing with so many like heavy things on this show um i just hope that her dad is doing well and maybe season two will come back with his fallout boy here and we'll all be good (laughs) i hope so too
2: yeah Yeah, i love their relationship i was actually scared on that other episode when he was teaching that class and using her as an example i was like okay I was a little bit nervous, but then, she, you know, yeah. he ended up doing a good job. I, I felt he was very interactive with the class. So it was nice to see.
0: It and when he went to church, too, it was emotional. Yeah.
3: It was just hard for me to watch that scene where it was, um, he came for dinner at her house and her brother and sister were there. And he was just, I don't know. I don't think he, he seemed like he wasn't using, but he didn't appear like sober. Like as someone who is like fully taking in and practicing like all the steps and that it takes to be sober because he kept saying, oh well, i'm I'm glad that I went through all this because it brought us to where we are today. And it's like, well, you may feel that way, right?" But, like, you shouldn't put that out there on your children who probably don't feel that way.
0: (laughs) You know? Yeah, like, he, I think he, in his mind, he's done, since I'm done with the rehab, I'm done with everything. Everything's all good now. Right. But you gotta get to the shit.
3: Yeah. And they
0: didn't get to the shit. It was just very awkward. So there's a lot going on.
3: It feels like he's not fully taking accountability for what he put them through while he was using And I think they were sort of expecting him to acknowledge the pain that he has put them through. Because that's a huge part of it, right? And it's Mm. like, you're not ever done in that journey. It's a continuous journey. And he kind of made it seem like, it's all good now, guys. We can like eat Thai food together.
2: And I also think that conversation is a little bit awkward to have on camera. Like, you're being filmed, and this is going to be on TV, and everybody is going to see this. So he might be like, hey, can we eat our food? And let's talk about this, (laughs) like, maybe when the camera crew isn't in the room.
3: I think it's... because that's a very
0: serious... It's so
3: awkward, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a very serious situation. So it's just navigating new landscapes on your own is already scary but navigating this while on camera is a whole different experience.
3: Totally I also worry, I mean we'll get to it next week when they talk about him um, but I, I realize that filming wrapped before COVID hit yeah. in the US big time and I know that is such a rough you know, thing for so many people but especially people who are in recovery and so many people relapsed you know, while not being able to have access to in-person meetings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so many things come up with, like, what's, you know, the complete destabilization of our environment. So, you know, that was going on, and then the season started airing, and it just, it could have been too much.
0: I hope he's okay. (laughs) Like, say a prayer for Lee's dad.
3: um, I know. So the other thing that kind of kept coming across this whole episode was Lisa. And, you know, Whitney and Heather's view that Lisa is dismissive of them and thinks she's better than everyone. And I couldn't tell if this was, like, just from, like, lingering from those first few episodes of the season, or if this is kind of how she's behaved since filming Wrapped.
0: Um, I don't know, because it's weird. It's just very weird to see because, you know, Jen was completely wrong at freaking out on uh Heather and Whitney in general but at the same time it's like Heather and Whitney you know kind of in Vegas put all that to the side they're all cool all of a sudden they're clicked up so it's just like why are you acting like Lisa is still the mean girl that you thought she was at the beginning of the season when you guys were cool uh, the last time you know they showed the episodes
3: it's interesting because I don't know when Whitney was asked this. If it, I think it was on Watch What Happens Live. And they're like, you know, do you feel like your relationship with her, you know, you said you trusted her. And she was like, well, at the time I thought that. But afterwards I found out that she was trying to, her and Jen were conspiring against me.
0: Mm, yeah, I didn't watch it. But that, that could be a factor or it could just be from like, you know, as – we watch the episodes they're watching the episodes they're tweeting Mm -hmm. they're shit talking we're tweeting we're shit talking like all these things culminate and like make those feelings maybe like reappear
3: it's so interesting though because I loved like watching Lisa throughout like I started to like her more in the beginning I wasn't that into her and then when she said (laughs) they're all like kind of coming at her and she's like listen i like myself people read books about liking themselves i just happen to like myself i was like that is
0: amazing she's she's an icon like even when (laughs) in the beginning when she was called a mean girl i'm like "Mm, let's see because we haven't seen any like mean behavior other than like the thumbs up emoji and then as the season went on we (laughs) saw that you know she was just Queen of Sundance and she was fr- She was there for Meredith and then eventually in, in, in Vegas you know she was really um, open to solving whatever beef that Whitney and Heather had with her yeah. and then even though she said that she didn't want to be friends with Jen anymore she gave Jen some grace and when they got back to Utah her and Jen met up so it's like you're seeing that Lisa is not a mean girl as from what I can see at all. So I don't know what happened, but you know. What do you think, Aaron? Yeah, I don't
2: see Lisa as a mean girl. I think sometimes Lisa can be is in denial or word like I wanna use. Maybe she's in her denial. own world. Yeah, right? but she's in her own world. I don't think she really sees what everyone else sees because she's like, What are you talking about? This is just me. This is who I am. And I genuinely think that's just who she is. Um and maybe people are taking it the wrong way, or maybe it could be coming across as a bit stuck up, or like like uh Miri said, she has a stick in her ass. <laughs> you know, um, but I think that's just her personality and who she is. She's a positive person, you know. I've I've talked to Lisa.
0: <laughs> yeah, we talked to we talk to Lisa and often think, and she's really nice. Like she nice. when she that same confidence. I'm just going to give y'all the teas. We have her on our podcast very soon. Um, but, like, even outside of the podcast, we kind of talked to her. She checked on us. She instills that same confidence that she has. She gives it to you, and she makes yeah. you think, like, yo, you know what? You have to have confidence. You can do it. S- see the cup is half full and not half empty, and it's kind of like what you saw um, when she gave Grace to Jen. Like mm-hmm. That's how she is, like, in real life, but even on TV, you can see that, yes, she's confident, but I don't think that she's cocky. She doesn't seem that she thinks that she's better than anyone because she's not putting anyone down like she has her shady moments like at the it's like when you got that outfit or whatever and i told you that you can bro like that's just shade but i don't see her as um you know like a mean girl bad person or any of that shit even on the show and even if we didn't talk to her we would still feel the same way because of what she's shown on the
3: show Mm mm-hmm
2: I think the shade actually slips out. I I think it comes out and she doesn't realize she's being shady until, like, the show replays. And she's like, ha ha, oh, maybe, (laughs) maybe I might have said something, you know.
3: Totally. I think she doesn't mean too much harm, but the kind of vibe I was getting was that Heather and Whitney are upset for things that happened off camera or that we didn't see throughout the season. There has to be more. There has to be more that they're upset with, or maybe they felt bonded after Vegas and it didn't end up being what they thought it was or – Whatever it is, they had different expectations of how she should react to them than how she did react to them, and they're frustrated by it or upset by it or feel dismissed. Um, the only thing I can think of is when Lisa held that luncheon and like igloo or whatever it was with those <laughs> women and only Meredith was invited and it was supposed to be businesswomen and like Heather and Jen are business women too. And it just felt um, that almost she her and Meredith like wanted to bring in new housewives because they didn't like having, you know, the Heathers and the Whitney's and the Mary's. It, that it felt like that in that scene, it was really weird to me. where like she's like, This is more my vibe. Her and Meredith both said that. <laughs> I was like,
0: mm. <laughs> I don't I do get that, but I definitely feel like there has to be. I think that these women know that they're filming a show. Yeah. Like, they know totally. that they're filming a show. They know it's their first season. They know they got to create some kind of drama. They know they got to keep the show moving. So I think that, you know, they have to, you know, give those moments where it's like a feud and whose team are you going to be on and all that. So that's how I felt like that was. They kind of, like, tried to um not... I feel like they did a good job at not self-producing, but some of it does feel... A little bit self produced, but in a, I don't know, it worked out fun me, shade. personally. Like,
3: it's fun. Yeah, shade. it's yeah. fun
0: shade. And I, I'm like obsessed with this show. Like, it, it's I so love
3: perfect. it. I feel, mm-hmm. I love the, even the drama on the show doesn't, yeah, I'll pick sides, but it's not like so deep that I want someone not to come back to the show. It's like, oh right. no, I agree with Heather over Lisa, but I love Lisa and still want her to come back to the show. You know, it's. Yeah. And I'm sure maybe next season I'll choose Lisa over someone else in an argument. like <laughs> I, Or I could see both sides of something. That's what's so lovely about the show. I think they're all wonderful. It's
0: refreshing. And It's like what you love about true. Housewives. It's like you get that back it's not like this person is a literal white, white supremacist and you know they need to be fired from the show but it's actually like you smell like hospital like are we arguing about this <laughs> like, <laughs> so funny. like you love it
3: i did want to ask you though about we haven't seen it yet but Jen kind of bringing race and all of that into her arguments of how she's been mistreated by others on the cast, saying, like, this is my culture. This is why I behave this way. And rather than her saying, I was in a bad place with my mental health and, you know, with grief, she said, no, you just don't understand my culture. And then the video that I guess was made back in June where she. I guess, related herself to George Floyd. Like, she was like, you guys are on my neck. Did you guys see that? Yeah.
2: Yeah, we did. Um, That was just... just,
3: (laughs) Go ahead. Sorry.
2: That was just a mess. I think Jen just says things the wrong way.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, But I think her intentions are pure, and I really don't think she meant any harm by it. But I think like I said, she just says shit the wrong way sometimes.
0: Mm -hmm. And also, it's like we wholeheartedly disagree with it it was definitely um and terrible and she said that she didn't mean it that way whatever i think that what i me and aaron personally our thing is like if you apologize and you mean it then yeah yeah i like, just hadn't seen an apology
3: from her she said i'm sorry if you guys took it the wrong way which to me that's not an apology
0: mm
1: mm-hmm.
3: But.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's how, it's also how people look at it. It's one of those things, you know. Um, I felt like the po- apology was was some genuine because I felt like she didn't really come mean to come off that way. I felt like that was genuinely not her intention. So, and I think Jen is also the type of person if that wasn't her intention, she doesn't feel the need to like drag it and keep it going because, like she said, that wasn't her intention
0: and then maybe you know she didn't apologize whatever um if if you if you know that's how you take it but also i think that i'm kind of the kind of person is like i'm also going to match it up with your history
3: yeah that's a really good point what
0: she has done compared to what she said what she said was unacceptable it was stupid it was ignorant it shouldn't have been said and you know I don't know what way she meant it, if she didn't mean it that way. But at the same time, I'm willing to give her grace because she has actually, like, been there. She's been uh, at the rally. She's been, you know, speaking up for Black Lives Matter. It's just the the pattern of behavior matches what she did. Like, you know, just forgiving her. I'm easily forgiving her because of how she's acted before in general, even though she shouldn't
3: have said it. And that's it. pretty much it. That's totally fair. You know, yeah. everyone has a right to their opinion on this. I just was interested in yours. Yeah, we appreciate it because it's it's very
2: controversial.
3: <laughs> it is very controversial. It's it's, it's very, complicated. You know, Taria has a yeah. lot of opinions from what else is going on. And, you know, she and really... And
2: cousin. And we love yeah, her. Yeah, we love and, her. You know, and, you you know, know,
3: and-
0: that's the thing. And I think <laughs> also, like, what I don't like... Uh, not I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about, like, people, like social media in general is that they expect all black people to act a certain way or feel a certain way. And it's like, I feel like to she can continue and she can Mm. go on, go ham and feel the way that she wants to. And I completely respect that. And, you know, I understand why she feels that way, but then us, since we're not going so ham, people want us to go harder. And it's like, just let black people have their own separate
3: opinions. Totally. No, it's odd because it's like I will talk about these things like when they happen, but sometimes it's like it's not about my community. So I don't, you know, the apologies aren't geared towards me. So it's not really up to me to decide whether or not they were good and, enough, you know, with things like that, like with what happened in Vanderpump Rules. And it's like, well, that apology really isn't for me. So I don't need to get, judge whether or not it was like. You know, That's why deficient. I wasn't like so
0: forgiving with that Schroeder girl because of her history, and when she apologized, it just it, and the, the way that she acted after her quote unquote apology, she went straight into yeah. baby mode, so it didn't feel genuine. Whereas Jen Shaw, she's been showing up and showing out, and she understands the struggle because of not the struggle of being a black person or a black woman, but because of her children because of her husband and what she's done in the past whereas you compare it to someone like schroeder where she has a pattern of racism and continues after to be racially ins- insensitive
3: mm-hmm. yeah no that's really interesting yeah so <laughs> sorry that was a really intense <laughs> issue <It laughs> works, um moving works. on <laughs> To, That's why we're here. Like, let's, let's but let's go. go into some. So let's go down to Dallas, and I want to get your thoughts on Dr. Tiffany Moon and how these white women in Dallas are approaching this new woman who's Chinese American, a doctor, and just. Totally not someone who they normally spend time with, as is very apparent (laughs) to seeing kind of the culture clash I feel like we're seeing on Dallas, which really culminated this week.
0: For sure. I think that Cameron needs to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think That's that my so opinion simple, is simple. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my opinion is simple with that. Like Cameron just needs to literally shut up. You cannot tell people when to and when not to be offended, especially when you had so much to say about Leanne, who was rightfully um fired for her racially insensitive um words and that she just... Cam, Cameron just needs to stop. Brandy should not have cried and made everything about her. It's like, you are were the one who was saying racist shit. Why are you crying? It's like, why did Tiffany have to kind of, like, tiptoe around her and to explain, like, her experiences, and Brandy decided that she was going to cry about it, but you know i guess that's what do you expect from dallas like (laughs) all these people in dallas it's like what else should i expect from that but i love what tiffany is doing i love that she is not taking any shit and um yeah dallas is not really one of those franchises that i expect a lot from i'm kind of surprised that it's still on honestly
3: yeah same <laughs> I really liked it, you know, season maybe two, three and two and three, I really liked it. Four was mm-hmm. eh. And so I was kind of shocked it was back. But I'm really right. disappointed that Tiffany and Cam aren't friends because I feel like in some world they are meant to be friends. Their love of Hermaze, their I don't even know how to pronounce that. They're <laughs> no, you know you there's just the way that they were interacting in the closet was so fun. That I was like, oh, if they just took a moment, and if specifically Cam took a moment to understand Tiffany, I bet they would get along really well.
2: And out of everybody, I'd say Cameron is actually my favorite other than Tiffany. But now that she's starting this shit, I'm kind of like, Cameron, just please, like, let it go. Like, don't eat the chicken foot. You could have been respectful about it, and you could have just, like, left it in your plate or, you know, something else. But it's like, it escalated to a place that it shouldn't have even went yeah yeah
0: and and the thing about cameron is that she like we said this before she magnifies things like she takes little things that she could let go and it makes it 10 times bigger but then she doesn't realize how shitty it makes her look so i guess we're just seeing like how cameron is as a person
3: yeah oh man so this pizza (laughs) party was something else (laughs) What do you think about Tiffany setting a curfew just to try and set expectations?
0: Me? I think that it was amazing. Like, at the end of the day, get the fuck out of my house by a certain time.
2: Me. Like, I pay the rent
0: (laughs) here. And obviously, you know, people are saying maybe she shouldn't have did it while they were on the way there, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter when she did it. If I have to go to work, I have to fucking go to work. Like, you bitches don't have jobs like I do. I'm in charge of, like, literally saving people's lives. So if I have to go to sleep at freaking 1030, I have to go to sleep at 1030. And I don't care if you want to party, especially Carrie. Carrie's getting on my last fucking nerve this season. She's being annoying. So it's just, like, let tiffany live and get out of her house when she wants to get out of her house like that's it
2: or just don't come if you feel like you right. want to shake your ass and like whatever they want to do i don't even know what they want. have another it was a getty and and that's how yeah. i looked at it i'm like it was more of a getty not like a nightclub like not
3: not right like a it, it's a dinner right dinner and you know yeah. how Ten. Tiffany is Tiffany yeah. is
0: not she's trying to be more fun give her you know the benefit of the doubt that give she's going to try to make yes. this the time that you do spend there fun but you don't need to be there all night in the first fucking place so who cares literally like I would rather be told hey this is going to be over by 10 30 so I can get my leftovers and I love that
2: me personally because I don't like to be in anybody's house for that amount of time. right
3: totally It just, to me, seems like a classic type A versus a bunch of type B people. You know, she's someone that schedules everything. And like someone for me, I live in D.C., almost everyone here is type A. You know, they're just varying levels of it. (laughs) So it's like everyone has a calendar. Everyone has a schedule, everything. And then, you know, there's other cities or other places places and people are like oh yeah sure me come around you know and it's like for me i can't stand that ambiguity like i need to know specifics so i appreciate it but it seems like the rest of them are used to a certain filming schedule they're used Mm -hmm. to maybe things wrapping with filming but then staying and getting more drunk after you know like with parties and stuff like that so i think I don't know. I I also at the same time was like, oh my god, Tiffany has such a hard time like letting loose. Like she's so rigid in her home that I was almost like, Ugh, maybe having people to your home was too much. Maybe you should have hosted it elsewhere. I agree.
2: I agree. Yeah. Me personally, I uh, wouldn't have had it than that.
0: Yeah, but like I just feel like <laughs> Tiffany is literally like she has she's a doctor, so. They need to stop. Like she's an essential worker working in the middle of a pandemic. So she'll totally. leave. That's I it. did think
3: <laughs> that the booties were a bit much though. The it's <laughs> particularly so you know, later on, and they do the pizza, they make the pizzas, and then Brandy, she does a joke on Brandy to have her eat the crickets, and Brandy's, like, has to vomit, and Stephanie's following her, and, like, she makes them put on the booties before going in to, like, go vomit in the bathroom, and I was like, oh, my God, just tell them just to go, like, like... <laughs> I don't know, like, if that's not, like, my house, either you're going to throw up in the bushes,
0: or if you want to go in my house, you're going to put on those damn booties. <laughs>
3: I was like, oh, my God, just let it go for a second. I, I was so afraid she was going to vomit right then and there <laughs> the doorway. What did you think about the prank?
0: Um, I definitely would have been mad about it. Yeah. Because I don't want to eat. I don't want to be forced to eat things. But this is a group that pranks people. So, I mean, I don't know why. Especially Brandy. Brandy loves to prank people. Her and Steph are always in cahoots and doing stuff like that so it's just I think she should just check it off as like someone got her instead of her getting someone
3: yeah I just think that when it comes to food you know so many women and so many people just have issues with food and I've noticed that when there's like housewives like back on New York that season with Jules where they like tried to force her to eat a calzone so she like put silverware in it (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't eat it. It was it was clear that they were touching a subject that was touchy. And so I feel like after the, you know, dim sum situation where it was clear that all of them were comfortable eating all the food, that maybe she should have let it go. But, you know, I could see how it was like an easy mistake.
0: Yeah, I see. I definitely see both sides of it. Because I yeah. personally would have been mad. But I'm not the kind of person that pranks around like that. So maybe she thought, hey, yeah. maybe she watched the other seasons and saw how they would like to play with fucking dog poop and do all these crazy antics and she just yeah, wanted I'm to join in. The and they <laughs> want to say that you sh- she has a stick in her ass. Like, well, I'll show you the stick. How about you eat these damn crickets, bitch? And that was pretty much
3: it. <laughs> and then, Carrie, it's so interesting to me that all the women on the show... Most of them seem to really like Carrie, but the viewers do not. Right. And it's I don't remember the last time that there was a housewife that was really well liked by the other housewives and kind of they treated that wife as as like an integral part of their group. But the viewers just weren't having it. Like, I can't think of a time.
0: Yeah, uh, I think like to carry like when she first came and like she took them to mexico and she was just trying to explain about her culture it was like refreshing to get out of texas for a minute but this season she's too much for me i don't like it she's, it's just yeah it's it's way 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 too much i like her daughter better i feel like maybe we should just replace her with a daughter
2: both
3: of them <laughs> that we've seen
2: I think Tiffany should just move to Mer to Medicine and they should just cancel Dallas.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Aaron is the
0: first to cancel a show. He <laughs> <must> <laughs> cancel. He's done with
3: Southern Charm. Yeah. And now he's
0: done with
2: Dallas.
3: Wait, you're done with Southern Charm?
2: Oh yes, the regular. Yeah. Not not Nola. No, I'm
3: talking regular. about the regular. Oh, okay, yeah. The I thought they one. had an okay season. Oh, no. I did it. it was it was terrible.
0: It was, it was terrible. of following Catherine around trying to make her apologize to people that she should have automatically apologized for yeah for and then yeah, and it, it made Leva f- seem like she was just trying to, you know, be a cancelly kind of person it was definitely a terrible season in my opinion it's like i wanted to know more about Leva's home life i wanted to know more about vanita i want to know more about the other madison you know the madison and austin drama was okay because that's a point yeah. that they needed but the rest of it it was very catered to Catherine and everyone's protecting Catherine. and she the whole season was trying to get her to apologize so that was completely shitty it can go
3: yeah no that's interesting i I felt like it at least allowed viewers and it forced the cast to address something that they would not have addressed otherwise. And I feel like it's set up for a much better next season because I think they were almost like trying out some of the new people, specifically Vanita and the Madison who's in charge of Gwen's. So I felt like, okay, this was just sort of like a palate cleanser season to like get into maybe some better stuff down the road.
2: I mean, I I genuinely hope so. Like I would love to see um, change and I would love to see a better uh, season if they bring it back. I'd be open to watching it again, but it just has to be different. Yeah. (laughs) That's the best way I can put it. It just has to be different. It was
3: just an awkward season with like how short it was. And they were trying to get so many different things done. It was only like eight episodes And yeah, I didn't like, I thought they did love a dirty in the editing. um, Because she, I mean, I'm really interested to see another season because I want to see the restaurant industry try and, you know, get back with after COVID and what was it like trying to keep restaurants and bars open as a business person during this pandemic. And hopefully, you know, when they start filming again, the pandemic won't be as bad and we'll get to see that. But, you know. I find that fascinating. Just going over
0: to the southern charm, New Orleans, that we need to bring back.
3: I and know we
0: could have, have the good ones from southern. Because honestly, Thomas is a horrible person. He should never be on the show he ever shouldn't again.
3: Shouldn't have been on that at, at all. all.
0: But. I hate to say it, it was better when he was on the show because we live for that drama. They built the show around Thomas and Catherine. They're trying to make Madison the new Thomas and Catherine, and it's not working. So the show was just completely shitty. Oh, no. <laughs> and it, it's insane. It, like, it's I am so horror. interested though None in insane. this, like
3: Madison, Jay Cutler, Kristen Cavallari, A Rod, like Austin yeah. Circle. Like it's so juicy, you know.
0: Yeah, only if I if I feel like if A-Rod is on there and where J-Lo comes and like beats Madison's ass, <laughs> something, would be something dramatic has to happen for me to want this show to come back.
2: Wait, OK, if J-Lo, OK, wait, if J-Lo, <laughs> join,
3: if J-Lo joins, Aaron is interested I'm in uncanceling interested.
0: it.
2: OK, and I, I like to, you know, I like to see it.
3: Oh, I love J-Lo. I still can't get over that she just shouted, let's get loud in the middle of Let's
2: get (laughs) loud.
3: Oh, man. Okay, so back to Dallas. Um, I can't get over how they keep dragging out Carrie's 50th birthday. Like, if you forgot the pinata at the birthday, that's it. Like, don't bring a pinata to Tiffany's house and make them hang it in a tree.
0: It's not her birthday anymore, and she needs to go home.
3: She really is frustrated. I think the last time I felt there was this sort of universal feeling around a housewife was Teddy Mellencamp.
0: Yeah, like everyone was just like, "Please go," and she left. But I feel like as long as Bravo asks Carrie back, she's going to come back. Um, and like, I don't think that I don't I don't see Bravo following Carrie because they want to continue this whole like diversity train thing. But Carrie
3: kind of strikes me, this might sound judgmental, as like the kind of immigrant, and you know, I'm a daughter of an immigrant, like, who is like, well, I went about it the right way. Like, I came here the right way. And I worked my way and kind of puts down um, people of other nationalities or other people of her nationality that maybe came undocumented. I don't know. I get this weird she's feeling very from her. much
0: she fits in the cast of Dallas and that's all I'll say. Yeah. If you know what I mean.
3: I am annoyed at most of her storylines, particularly the fact like if how long ago did she marry her second husband?
0: know but can we talk about this freaking jewelry line that she's talking about? Oh, if <laughs> DeAndra like if, if if my husband left me, my jewelry line would pay the bills, but DeAndra gets money from her mom. Like literally Carrie, your husband gave you your jewelry line. So either way, you guys are getting taken care of by someone. So I didn't like that she was trying to put DeAndra down. It's just everyone just tries to seem so pressed on this show and they're not oppressed like that
3: at all just frustrating that her whole thing is financial independence where she is 50 years old and she has gone through her entire adult life without achieving any financial independence so why now and then why is it other people's fault that she hasn't achieved that
0: that is literally the question of the year and i hope that it gets asked that you know when when andy is like oh we're filming the reunion send in your questions please ask that question hey mandy from dc
3: so why did you wait 50 years to try and achieve financial independence and what is preventing you from doing so
0: nothing at all especially now that she's on housewives like you got it like you
3: won you got you why not invest the money that you make from housewives into your business or into the stock market or whatever else you want to do it's so wild Any business me.
0: like because you had that platform
3: and also like if you, this is your relationship with your husband where everything is in his name and not in your name together like i don't know What's i think that's a bit on? of a red flag
0: it's a huge red flag and the thing is you see that he's she's carrie is very much all about herself and we're seeing that even more this season it's just like it i always go back to that one conversation that they had at dinner and it's like she didn't even let him talk she wasn't interested in anything that he said so that's the person that carrie rubs me as and we're seeing it more and more this season
3: yeah i mean even her daughters like being suicidal she makes about her and not about yep. her daughter it's so painful to watch the scenes with her kids
0: yeah yeah literally i I, it's like in any at any other situation if she brought that up then i would feel sympathy for her but in that situation where she was going back and forth with another minority because usually she could just be like oh you know i'm mexican but you're with and i'm chinese and that's why i love that back and forth because it's like yeah you're not going to use that excuse because we're both you know kind of have a minority like background so fucking let's get into it and then she's like oh well my daughter is suicidal and now it's like
3: well you you use that it's like a pissing contest of like who's got the most shit going on and <laughs> you yeah. can have your own shit going on and it doesn't negate the shit that tiffany has going on and right. so just the lack of respect and um difficulty that i like i think they don't realize how difficult it is to be, you know, a first season on a show, to be someone who's a minority and everyone else is white, and then to be a doctor in the middle of a pandemic. Like they're basically, <laughs> they're just not being understanding. Now, with Deandra, it's so odd because I find myself being so frustrated with Carrie that I'm siding with Deandra. Even though, yeah. like, I That's, just never I'm, expected I'm that. I'm fighting
0: me either. And I'm fully on DeAndre's team because it's just, she's called, Carrie is like D'Andra's so selfish. All she does is talk about herself. And it's like, Carrie, you literally brought a you know, fucking peanut, pinata to a pizza party and you made it about well, yourself. She didn't you.
3: bring it up. It was, it was camp. Well, but,
0: she was very yeah. much into the idea yes. of it. Yeah, you're right. But she makes everything about herself. That's what I'm just trying to say. I don't yeah. know. Dallas is one of those shows <laughs> that is just a filler show. And it's like this is the most that we've talked about it, honestly.
3: So what are you most excited show. about on Bravo or is it married to medicine? Is it New Jersey coming back? Is it the stripper gate in, in Atlanta? <laughs>
0: It's definitely the stripper gate in Atlanta. We're waiting for that. What do you think happens?
3: Like, is it really Portia and Tanya, and then Tanya stops filming? Like, is that what happens? Mm -hmm. Is it a sort of Denise situation? What's your theory, Aaron?
2: Um, (laughs) I feel like it has to be Portia and Tanya. I don't see really anybody else. Um,
0: I don't think that they actually have sex with the stripper, though. Yeah, yeah, but they're leading us on.
2: I don't think it's it's anything that intense. I just don't see any of them doing anything that intense, especially Tanya. You know, I know she's she has her her own things going on in her marriage, and you well, know, her, engagement. Have... her engagement, her <laughs> engagement
3: that's been going on for seven or eight years.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but why would
3: she stop filming? I like
2: Tanya. Um, maybe they were talking shit about her. <laughs> maybe
3: kenya no yeah like she stopped filming because
0: kenya spread the rumor that yeah. her and portia fucked the stripper and that's why she stopped filming yeah. and and she
2: like, I'm done with like um i'm not losing my fiance on this even if we yeah. aren't gonna get married And she
0: doesn't need the money so that's yeah. the difference it's like you can't go too far with someone who doesn't need the money that's when you get someone like denise richards it's like i don't need this money i'm gonna go uh, the i'm hearing beverly hills that's what i'm most excited about honestly Beverly Hills coming back and i'm hearing that garcelle is now the target which lisa already warned her that she's going to be the target of the season two and it's like you you guys better tread lightly because garcelle is another person who doesn't need the fucking money so if you're gonna go ham make sure it's something you know petty because she'll walk away at any moment
3: I know I'm really excited to see Garcelle and Sutton's friendship There's all these like pictures of them on Instagram And I find it cute I love Sutton I didn't like her in the beginning And I grew to really like her Yeah
2: because she's so unproblematic
3: I mean it's more just like She's someone who I can't I don't understand Like I can't tell if she's like Kind of being Like is she pretending to be 14 or 70 like it's <laughs> like it's just she can be so juvenile and how she like dresses and acts but then you know is also such an old like an old soul in other ways
0: yeah i totally agree
3: well I
2: definitely.
3: Go. thank you guys so much for being on tell everyone where they can find your podcast where they can find you on instagram you can well, find us. First on... of
0: all, we want to thank you for inviting us on. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was oh my God, I've been, after, I've been looking forward, forward yeah,
3: to yeah. this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 we had such a good time. But go ahead, Aaron, too.
2: Oh, yes, yes. And thank you again. I want to make that clear, too. Thanks for saying <laughs> that, Kayo. We uh, really appreciate you inviting us on. We love having conversations, even the difficult um, ones. Yeah. Um. Even if we get some shit for it, it's okay. Yeah. Um, you know that's just that comes with the territory, and we're ready to be on Bravo. That just sh- should show Andy Cohen right here, right now. Um, <laughs> and you can find us on Bravo Wild Black, and that's on Instagram, that's Twitter. Um, you can search for our podcast Bravo Wild Black, and also our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash um, Bravo Wild Black.
0: Yeah, guys, if you like us, the best thing you can do is literally subscribe to our Patreon. It starts at $5. We would really appreciate it, especially if you are into amplifying Black voices and continuing on that road, because I see that it's gotten unpopular to continue that, but we actually really found a great community to talk with people like Mandy about Bravo and things like that, and we kind of want to make this our lifestyle, so it would be amazing if you guys could, you know, um, subscribe to our Patreon. If you can't, a free way to support us is to just just leave a five star review on our podcast just to keep us up and popping and give us a follow on Instagram. Thank you so love much. Love it.
3: Love it. I love your branding too. It's so smart. I'm trying to figure out how to have the same branding across everything. I'm trying to consolidate my social media. So. <laughs> guys.
2: I mean, you randomly like in yeah. the middle of the night like 3 a.m or 4 a.m yeah like... and you
0: have to write it down or put it in your notes on your phone put it in the notes app like because i do that's how ideas come to me and then i have to put it in the notes app because i will forget it so it's going to come to you
3: it'll come to me one day well thank you guys so much
0: you're welcome
3: bye, bye. bye. thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe and go ahead and give it a five-star rating. Maybe write some nice comments. I always appreciate them. And be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at ITRL underscore podcast.